hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's Serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good, KP. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's very warm. Too warm for me. <laughs> yeah, it's been obnoxiously warm. Although I think in true Irish fashion, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Oh, thank goodness. See, it's these kind of warms where I'm like, hey, maybe I'd die if I went to Florida. Like, just from melting. Like, I think I'd melt too much. <laughs> yeah, in fairness. Because yesterday I sat out the back for the length of time it took me to drink a can of Coke Zero. So not a terrifically long amount of time. <laughs> and it was, I think, 26-ish degrees. And I was melting. And I'm kind of like, how did I survive Florida when it was like 36 degrees? Like, how, how, how did I do that? Yeah, because like what, in Florida, it's like humid as well. So it's like everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. It's not just like hot. And I'm like, oh, I just, I don't know. Just don't know I how think I the difference it. with Florida is because especially going to the parks if you're in the parks you're in the parks and you know you only have a set amount of time to experience everything so you kind of just yes yeah, so you deal focused. with it mm-hmm. plus there's also like ice cold air conditioning everywhere yeah very true which very also true. helps so you're going from like being freezing cold in a store or in a restaurant to then hitting a wall of heat and running to the next area that has freezing cold air conditioning so not like being in my house where there's just it's just heat (laughs) doesn't matter if you're inside or outside it's just warm and the wind opening the windows does nothing (laughs) yeah because there's no wind at the minute ireland's a very windy country what is going on yeah i do know i woke up this morning and so uh my i have one window in my bedroom and when it gets hot the frame like expands and so i couldn't open i couldn't open it this morning because it was like nightmare and so and you basically you just have to push it but i get too scared that i'm gonna break it even though it's, it's right. not the lock that's stuck it's just the wood the wood's just yes. expanded so much in the frame and i just oh, i woke up because usually because i can't because i live because uh, my road bedroom's downstairs i can't leave it open during the night in case someone climbs in the window um so i always have to open it again when i when i wake up and i was so warm and it was so good i was like no <laughs> Oh, it was the horrific. worst and then I couldn't open it again until maybe like so then I woke up got off everything and left my door open to like try and encourage airflow into the room and yeah. when I went back to my room then around three or four it had cooled down enough for me to be able to open it again oh good oh but I'm really afraid it's gonna happen again tomorrow when I wake up because it just forces me to get up earlier than I need to I know <laughs> I know. Because I'm too hot. Well, the only thing is, as I said, I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow and it's definitely supposed to get a bit colder for the rest of the week, so. Well, rain always cuts the air. Yeah. Well, how old am I? Weather aside, Kate, rain, it's your birthday tomorrow. Rain always cuts the air. <laughs> Most boring conversation. Yes, it is. It is my birthday tomorrow. I'll be 24. Your last podcast is a 23-year-old. Man, I'm glad I'm here what to document What a monumental it. moment. You know what? <laughs> because nothing nothing says monumental lifetime than moving from 23 to 24 well i mean you know what they say nobody likes you when you're 23 yep exactly so look maybe now people will start liking me again (laughs) (laughs) and also our previous podcast guest the lovely sandy the paints the glorious disney jackets her birthday is the day after yours so thursday yep 
happy birthday, Sandy. It's a whole big birthday week. I feel like we're on the den and we're saying happy birthday to all the people that have written in to us. Oh, remember? <laughs> Happy birthday like to Sam Andy on Thursday and happy birthday to Kate. Your birthday's on Wednesday. Thanks for the cards, guys. <laughs> I'm, gonna try, I'm gonna try find the music from the den. <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> and if it's your birthday soon, make sure to call in or no, it would have been right in, wouldn't it? Or to East Studios, Donnie Brooks, Dublin, whatever. So, are you acquiring anything exciting or have you acquired anything exciting for your birthday? I got some new pillows for my bed. Why? They're great. And I got a baby Yoda plush from Shop Disney. Cute. He's very cute, highly enjoying it. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> exciting times. The joys of got, birthdays during lockdown. Yeah, Ed got me a watch, which turns out to be way too small. It looks like a child's watch. Like, I what? put it on what this is i feel like this is the second year in a row where he's well last time he nearly acquired a child size of something well this wasn't this wasn't his fault he was like what would you like and i said i would like this and sent him the link to the watch and he was like i will buy you this and i went cool thank you and then he because you can't swatch don't tell you what size everything is they just have names for things they're like this is a style this is b style but they've also got much more quirkier names for it because they're swatch and Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell like when I looked at it online it looked the same size as my other watch which is quite chunky okay and so I was like oh cool just get another one of those so his granddad ordered it it got to Ed's a while ago because it, he ordered it from Weir's so it only came from Weir's and he didn't say anything he was like oh your watch arrived I was like okay great and then he sent it to me and he also got me some spider Gwen uh graphic novels which are cool but I was like, oh, I love the graphic novels. Thank you so much, because I didn't know I was getting this. And he was like, what did you think about, what do you think about the watch in person? I was like, honestly, it looks kind of like a child's watch. Like it's much shorter than my other right. watch. And it's a really, really slim. And that's just not the style I was looking for. And I was okay. like, oh, actually, it's actually a bit, <laughs> I was like, I just want a child's watch. And he was like, yeah. I thought that when I got it, but I didn't want to say anything to you in case you did get it. I was like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> so I mean, that's fair. You knew. Yeah. No, it's grand. Like I, I completely understand. Like buying a watch online was probably not the smartest thing to do, but like it's grand because when Wears opens again, we'll just go in and exchange it because it's just a watch and we've not taken yeah. it. I've only taken it out of the package to try it on. I literally still have like the wooden, not the wooden, the wooden, the cardboard box that it came in, as well as like the swatch box. So it's fine. But um, it, it was quite, it's quite comical how like teeny it looks on my wrist. Like, oh, I know it's not a visual medium, but like my watch is like this big and my new watch is like this big. <laughs> so it's like a, a two euro and a 10 cent from what Kate's showing me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like it does look like a children's watch, but it's definitely not. Oh, okay. Fair. But it's it's just a weird size. Yeah. It's it's a pity because I still love the design on it. The design is still really cute. It's like pastely pink with like these lines down it. But I'm like, oh, this is this is this is too tiny for me. Yeah, <laughs> so when Weir's opens again, we're just gonna go and exchange it. It's no big deal. Nice. But yeah, after that, that's that's it. That's all I got. Ellen's making me a cake. And we're gonna go to kill Makura, I wanna say, tomorrow. Um, okay. because their cafe has reopened so mm-hmm. I can get me 
a coffee, like a coffee coffee, like an actual coffee from a coffee machine. Beautiful. Exciting times. Yeah. I'm so excited. And they have like pastries and sandwiches, which means I can eat food that didn't come from this house Ayy. for the first time in two and a half months. <laughs> Jesus, Kate, the, the dizzying, exciting times. Might be only a cheese sandwich, but tell you what, it was a cheese sandwich that someone else made. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, and we're getting Camille tomorrow night as well. We're going to have a day. All things considered. Yeah. Not bad mm-hmm. birthday. Not yeah. bad lockdown birthday. We're going to have all the things that aren't made in this house. <laughs> Entirely fair. Everyone else is going to make dinner. Nobody in this household. Exciting times. Yep. Very excited. I'm actually really excited for Camille. Haven't had takeaway in ages, mostly because the only takeaway we have down here is a chipper and a Mazzoni's, and I don't really want either of those. Yeah, I can't honestly say I blame you. Do love a good tie now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all terribly exciting. Yeah, there you go, guys. That's my exciting lockdown birthday. Hope you all enjoyed that now. <laughs> Might even put a picture up on Instagram. Oh, oh. One, of those, one of those uh lockdown birthday hashtag stay inside. Hashtag not taking this year. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag twenty-four next year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hashtag give me my twenty twenty back. <laughs> That's all the hashtags so, I have. This past weekend we had a very busy weekend for quizzes, Kate. Yeah, I'm quizzed out to be honest. I am yeah. I'm, I have to say, but it is much different doing a quiz than it is organizing a quiz, if that makes yeah. sense. So for context, we had another one of our bi-monthly lockdown quizzes. Um, this week had a bit, bit of a mix of categories, which you'll be seeing on the Instagram in the next few months, probably, because we have a <laughs> severe back catalog of rounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I only do one round a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was our one that we did. I mean, we're going to have another one on, I believe, the 12th. Mm. Is it the 12th? I want to say mm. the 12th. It's not it this week. It's not this week. The next week. So the 12th yeah, of June will be the next one. Send us a DM on Instagram and we can give you the details for that. But then we also joined a quiz on Saturday with the lovely, folk fr- lovely folks from the After Dark Podcast Network. And we won. Yep, between the between Sinead and Breath and me, we all got the highest scores. <laughs> Damn. Go team. I feel like, Which, I feel like we to, proved ourselves quite well. Huh? I feel like we proved ourselves. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. So do so do I. I feel like we, we made our stance in yes, we do know Disney. We may just mm. talk crap most of the time, but tell you what, it's Disney orientated crap. <laughs> we just don't know Mickey Mouse very well because the Mickey Mouse no. round we both got nada. None. The f- so it was um it was classic Mickey Mouse. Then there was Pixar and princesses, and Pixar it was fine. Princesses was fine, but the first round of classic Mickey Mouse questions, Impossible. I thought I thought that was gonna set the tone for the whole quiz. And I was like, oh no, I'm about to make the biggest fool of myself and not know answers oh, to any of these questions. And this comes from someone like I've been like every week when I do the quizzes, I end up reading tons of random shite about Disney and crazy Disney facts that no one would ever know to try and find questions for the quiz. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was all right because it turns out that after Mickey Mouse, we knew everything. <laughs> yeah, 
once it got into the more kind of movie based ones we were we were yeah. playing sailing brain teasers were really disney world orientated and we are not necessarily disney world people at all purely for the fact that i have no money to go there if i had the money to go to, to go to disney world two or three times a year by god i would like oh, yeah of course like anybody <laughs> would who has that kind of money though not me but yeah not either we one. did we did make the request for if there was going to be another um after dark podcast network quiz that we'd like some of the brain teasers to be disneyland paris orientated because we know that <laughs> give us a bite and jam one of them was based one of i just remember when i sat when i locked and one of them was based on like walking around world showcase and figuring oh. out which country you land on i was like i can't even tell you all the countries that are in world showcase i was like i'd have no, a pre- pretty good i was like i'd have a pretty good idea but no way would i even be tell, able to tell you like what's next to what i can tell you in so much as fact as the fact as if you go into world showcase and you take a left it goes mexico norway china and then seemingly it's germany i was not aware of this and mm. then if you go the other if you go the wrong way so if you go anti-clockwise like a heathen then you get to Canada first and then it's the UK and then maybe France. But the stuff in the middle, I vaguely know what's there, but for the life of me, couldn't tell you in what order. No. So I was like... Although, I feel a bit stupid though, because I mean, why wouldn't a predominantly UK-based podcast network have the UK pavilion as one of the answers? Wasn't uh, thinking strategic. Nah, you know what? It's all right. God damn it. Even with the, even without the brain teasers, we still got there. It's okay. We did. We did. <laughs> Go team nerd. Because <laughs> then I was like, oh no, do we look silly because we got so many right? <laughs> never, never silly to be right, Kate. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right, shall we get on with the news? Yes, the news. So there's not a massive amount of news. No, but the news that all- we have. Yeah, it's, all, it's all news that got released literally the day after we recorded last time. Yeah, do you know what guys look at happens, right? Usual. We, ju- we just deal with what we got, okay? So it's yeah. just happens. <laughs> this is true. So basically, Walt Disney World has announced that they're going to reopen Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom on July 11th and Hollywood Studios and Epcot on July 15th. Yes, which is a wow. whole five weeks after universal because universal started their team member previews yesterday and they open on friday that's crazy isn't that utter madness i still can't even go to pennies like (laughs) i just but i was listening to what was the used to be called universal after dark but they're rebranding it now and i don't think they've decided on a name yet that universal podcast that universal (laughs) podcast we'll leave it at that for now We'll put a link to it down below. Who knows what yeah. it's going to be called? But um, the guys were talking, and this year is actually the 30th anniversary of Universal Studios in Orlando. And I think they said it's the 7th of June, so they're they're trying to be open for their 30th, which I guess. However, global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> also, and we've not we've not mentioned it so far, but America is literally burning at the minute. Uh, yeah, like, we probably won't go, but you, you guys know what's going on. Like, exactly. It's not really the place to talk about it on a podcast where we discuss Disney crap. But, like, yeah. 
I'm sure you're all fully aware of the overall situation in America at the moment between things and COVID and things. And it's just like, nah, I don't know. Is it safe? Should you be encouraging people to, I don't know. Should you be encouraging people to come into one conglomerate space and I don't know, who knows look you know what they're business guys they know more than little old me <laughs> yeah and like I get it however like I honestly from looking at the dates that Disney World have put out so the 11th of July that's a full week after the 4th of July and I'm kind of like to me that makes sense yeah like get your gigantor national holiday out of the way even though there was many a Karen replying mm. to Disney Parks blog being like but what about the 4th of July fireworks and it's like well if funnily enough if they're not open they're not going to do the most expensive fireworks they do all year tell yeah, you what Karen Lula. they're going to have them on right but they're not going to have anyone in to see them <laughs> why on earth like they'll just they'll post a, like official recording of the ones last year or something like that on to the Disney Parks blog YouTube mm-hmm. and Facebook and whatnot. that's what they'll do but they're not going to set off the most expensive fireworks they do just for the crack when they're not open like you mad yeah no it's crazy like i do think i do think a lot can change like what are we at second of june like so many things can change between this now and july 11th like absolutely we've seen how quickly things can turn just in the world with covid with everything like what's gonna happen a month and like a month nearly almost a month and a half a little under a month and a half away from now like who knows and also i suppose this stuff is all like proposed i guess at like if things were to go really really bad disney could also could disney could always pull pull forward this but pull back this date if yeah like nothing's ever really set in stone until it's happened oh yeah and i think i think disney are being very conservative they're giving universal a good month to show how shit works and i do not doubt for a second that there's going to be disney managers going and experiencing what it is the universal are doing in real life to kind of see what works what doesn't work where can they potentially make improvements stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think they're being quite smart in it i still yeah. to me the fact that disney world to be open and they haven't said anything about capacities or anything like that or how many people yeah. they're gonna let in they haven't mm-hmm. they haven't announced any of that stuff other than the fact that much like with Shanghai, you will have to reserve your spot in a park for a day. Now, they haven't given out any more kind of specifics. I know Universal have committed that if you have a reservation in one of their hotels, you will be guaranteed park admission. Now, I don't know if that means you'll be guaranteed park admission for both parks Mm -hmm. or if you just have to pick one or the other, but they'll automatically be factoring in any hotel guests which to me makes sense to the people that are spending more money at the resort on that given day so they should get priority into the theme parks yeah and i also think it just makes more sense from a like organizing perspective that you make sure that everyone who's staying on site can get into the parks it just overall just makes more sense so like yeah like uh, like as universal's done is they know how many people that they have in their hotels on any one day and they know that they can fit that many people and plus this many people of people that have just come in like just on the day so it just makes like from a planning perspective it just makes way more sense rather than oh like i guess if you're on site you like we'll try to prioritize you but we're just not sure like it just doesn't make sense from an organization point of view either you'd feel like it 
it makes more sense for them to know exactly how many people they have on site and be like, cool, we have 100,000 people on site. So we'll also be able to admit 100,000 people that come through the door with their passes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you would hope it wouldn't be quite to that volume, but yes, I entirely, I, I entirely know, you know get what you mean. mean. <laughs> it was the first. It was the first number that came to my head. Yeah, um, but Disney have announced that they are pausing all ticket sales. I think through to the end of the year. I could be wrong, but at least for now, you cannot go and buy tickets. You cannot go and renew your annual passes. As far as I'm aware, I could be wrong on that, but they've definitely paused ticket sales. So I think it. From what I was, I watched the so the Diz did their kind of like traditional what would normally be a Tuesday show on a Monday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Can't really remember why. And I as like like we would always say, if you're looking for information about what's going on in Disney World, always go to the Diz because they're they're the people they know their shit. They are travel agents. They know what's going on. And they were kind of saying that to them, it looks like they're trying to limit the amount of people that are going to Disney World for the remainder of 2020. So they are hoping that lots of people are going to move their bookings to another time or just all out get a refund. It's, it seems like for the remainder of 2020, they just want to limit the amount of people going as much as possible. And they're kind of doing everything they can to deter people from going, it seems anyways. Yeah. So they've basically taken all the fun out of it. So <laughs> not like I say that not in like it did take all the fun out of it. Just like it's the only no. statement I have. Like what everything we are not being is, Karens. No, everything they've done is completely valid. It's just the best term of expression I have for what they've done. Yeah. So they've taken away all of the fast pass plus system thing. So yeah. you can't book fast passes. You can't book fast passes in advance. You can't book fast passes in the day. No fast passes. You just got to queue like a layman. Got to queue. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got to queue with each other. Then they've also said there's going to be no shows, no fireworks, no meet and greets, and no parades. Like, you don't know if I'm <laughs> mad though. So the parks reopen middle of July. Mickey's not yeah. so scary. Traditionally starts oh my God, middle of so August. Right. And the the whole benefit of going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is the Sanderson Sisters show, mm-hmm. or that show in Tomorrowland, the mm-hmm. Hallowishes, or whatever the feck the new one's called, fireworks, Halloween the various different specific meet and greets that are limited to that party, and the Boo to You Parade. Uh, like, are, uh, like what are they gonna do with Mickey's Not So Scary? Are they just gonna skip it this year? Like, how? Because otherwise it's just rides. Yeah, and I know Just that rides. we talked about this a tiny bit when we had that call with everyone else from the network the last weekend, and yeah. they were saying like, "We like you can't give out sweets either. Like you can't give yeah. out food to people when there's COVID going around. Like, yeah, literally, what are you going to do? So I think it may be a case that they might just not have Mickey's Not So Scary and Mickey's Christmas Party. I just don't think they'll have them this year." just because like that that's i mean that's the whole reason that you go to those yeah everything that you've just listed that they won't have and it's only a month and a just over a month from the time it opens to when that normally kicks off so i think ideally they don't want people to come in 2020 because guests because disney don't want the risk of there being an outbreak within one of their parks which is 
completely understandable. Nobody would want that. And I really do think that Disney don't want people to get sick. Like, yeah. that's just, it's just not good. But also, Disney are losing so much money in not mm. having their basically biggest property not open. Yeah. And I think it's better for them to make some kind of revenue from people that aren't pass holders necessarily, just like people that have come to stay on property and everything. It's better Mm -hmm. for them to make some revenue in 2020 and then just factor in the loss into 2021, 2022, and probably up to 2023 as well, which is when people are going to be like, well, don't worry about it. I didn't go to Disney World in 2020. 2023, everything's back to normal. I'm going to spend double the amount I was going to spend because... I couldn't go in 2020, so I just got all my money back. And then when they go in 2023, they end up staying maybe at a nicer hotel or they get a higher dining plan or they go on a special tour that they weren't planning to go on in the first place. So I'd say all the money is going to come back to Disney in the end. It's just going to take them a while to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And just as you mentioned, kind of dining plan there. So initially when Walt Disney World was trying was closing initially for COVID people that had their reservations cancelled between the time they closed and I think it was the first of June were offered the chance to rebook and receive a free dining plan and they've now done away with all dining plans so if you rebooked and got the free dining plan they're now giving you 35% off your booking now there's seemingly a lot of confusion because initially they started taking bookings again from the 1st of June, but obviously now they're not reopening until the 11th of July. So people that have booked in that between that window, there's still kind of a question as to whether what happens with them, can they take that 35% off and apply it to their next rebooking? Because obviously they'll have had to already rebook. So it's a bit of a bit of a nightmare. They've also at the minute done away with advanced dining reservations, but from what john on the Diz said it's likely that that will come back but rather than it being 180 days it'll probably be 60 days Mm -hmm. because obviously they don't want people being able to book their restaurants six months in advance if they're not Mm going to be able to guarantee to get into that park six months in advance so it's it's all just mad yeah it's all very interesting is the only word i have for it i just I feel like if you were, if you had a trip booked between now and the end of the year, or I guess between July 11th and the end of the year, and you're yeah. still planning on going, it's just going to take an awful lot of patience. Like yeah. you're going to have to have like an umpteenth amount of patience to be able to go on this holiday because yeah. so many things aren't going to be there. There's going to be so many restrictions like you might not do, you might not be able to ever find a place where you can have a table service meal like do you know what i mean there's just yeah. so many issues obviously if you have been the i think the thing is like if you have been to disney world before and you've been to disney world loads of times and you're just like oh this is my 12th trip and i'm just going to go and deal with it it's fine i've gotten so much money back from it it's okay yeah. But if you had planned your first ever Disney World trip between July 11th and the end of this year, I would not be going. <laughs> yeah, like, I have to say, if if I was a local or if I lived in any of the kind of nearby states where I could drive or I could get cheap flights to Orlando, would I still go? Probably. 
because mm. as I've mentioned before, I have a Disneyland Paris trip booked for the first weekend of September. And I still have, like, I still know, don't know one what the hell's going to happen with there because we've had no annou- no concrete announcements about DLP. There's been rumored dates based off what the French government have said, but there's been there's been nothing concrete, and we won't kind of give out fake dates if we don't know that they're real or not because we know the vast majority of people that listen to this are dlp folks so we'll wait until there's official announcements but like with that dlp trip if things are still a little off there's a very good chance that i'll still go because the person that i'm going with is definitely more a rides person than a character person Mm -hmm. the chip the trip as a whole is not costing obscene amounts of money yeah and i'll have my annual pass anyways and i'll be paying for my annual pass anyways so at least i'll get another use out of it Mm -hmm. however whereas that trip i think is maybe costing me in and around 350 euro yeah take right to do the same to do the same trip and to go to florida is significantly more money we don't know when the travel bans from this side of the world will be lifted who bloody knows or if yeah. you'll have to quarantine for 14 days when you get there which again i don't know if that's going to be the case with my french trip who knows so there's a lot of different factors to it so if i was an american and i could easily get to disney world and i was a regular there yeah sure but if it was going to cost me thousands absolutely i wouldn't because you're not getting the full experience you're really not you're getting like 35 percent of the disney experience if even yeah you're literally you're the only reason you're going is for the rides and then at that it's how long do you have to wait for the rides yeah and don't get me wrong disney rides are great we bloody love disney this whole series we're doing now is purely about disney rides we bloody love them (laughs) but but rides does not a disney trip make very true yeah that's pretty much it oh and then of course well excuse me they um will have masks you will have to be wearing a face covering and they will have uh temperature checks before you enter the park just as they have in disney springs yes. which is mm, uh not unexpected yes that's where i was going for. Yeah. lego land in florida announced when they'll be opening and they are only recommending you wear a face covering not requiring interesting it. yeah but I also feel like Legoland is very spread out and has a lot more room to move. Every yeah. time Team Tracker goes to Legoland, I'm always like, so much space. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. I feel like it's not as compact. And also, you know, Legoland are probably need the money more than Disney. <laughs> yeah, they might not get quite like, as flooded. Although all the Karens that are raging that they have to wear, quote unquote, muzzles, as I saw one person say. Um, they might just be like gonna go to Legoland instead F this yeah <laughs> and you're like okay bye it's fine don't worry about it Genuinely. <laughs> uh, yes that's pretty much everything that has come out about the reopening of Walt Disney World what I do find interesting though is that Epcot is only opening four days later than Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom I personally thought that they were going to keep Epcot open or closed a bit longer because of all the construction that they're behind. Yeah. I thought they would have just plowed on with a bunch of construction. Yeah, and that they could have just, you know, taken an extra two weeks. Because think about how much more construction you can do when there's no guests in the park. Yeah. Although they have... Go on, sorry. Just as as I think about it, I think it was announced yesterday that the refurbishment of Spaceship Earth has been postponed indefinitely. (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my god, I didn't know that. 
I think it only I think it was yesterday and I'm only after remembering it now otherwise I would have added it into the news but I'm fairly sure it was announced now I don't know if I saw it announced from actual Disney themselves or if it was like WW News Today I could be mm-hmm. wrong but I think it was them and they're usually a pretty reliable source but I'm pretty I sure shook it. yeah I'm pretty sure it's been announced that it's been postponed indefinitely in fairness it's an absolute people eater and, yeah, and there's be been honest, so many when... delays to all the construction and so much yeah. money has been lost that they may as well keep it open recoup some of the money and then when there isn't 10 million different parts of construction happening do it then yeah like it's a ride that just needed a it really just needed an update it didn't necessarily need like anything doing to it like mechanically i suppose like it yeah. does still function fine yeah. So I suppose that does make it does make sense, but I am shooketh to be honest. I am shook at that news. Didn't even yeah. didn't well, I probably did see it coming, but I probably just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the reason that they're opening Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom first is they're I feel like bigger parks isn't quite the right term, but they're more spread out parks. Um yeah. and Magic Kingdom for the most part doesn't have a new like draw to it yeah i I also feel like they had like i don't think they had a choice but to open magic kingdom first like it's magic kingdom like a lot of people when they say disney the only thing that comes to mind is magic kingdom like if they're like i went to disney world and you're like okay cool great how'd you like it and they're like yeah i loved it they'll only talk about they'll only think of magic kingdom they won't think of Or like if people say Disneyland, it's like, yeah, do you know what I mean? So I don't think they could have afforded to not have Mm. that one be the one that opened first. Yeah. And a lot of the Animal Kingdom attractions are outdoors as well. So they can kind of do that. And I like Hollywood Studios has so much attention on at the minute between Galaxy's Mm -hmm. Edge and Toy Story Land. Like that's a that's a compact park with pretty much all indoor rides. Hmm? And Mickey Minnie's when I went away. Yes, sorry, I forgot about that. Which but that's all like indoor new attractions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So have you seen that? Um, I'm sorry, just talking about Mickey's Mickey's <laughs> Runaway Railway. Have you seen that TikTok where it's like um this this girl and she's do you know that TikTok one where it's like all the flashing lights? It's all the flashing colorful lights, like you're in a disco, but it's just the sure. lights. Anyway, so it's this woman and she <laughs> the lights are going and it's fine and it's like um. And it's like the animatronics in Mickey and Minnie's Runner Railway after only having 11 days open before they got closed again. And it's just like, that's just very funny. It's just them being like, what's going on? <laughs> like oh, they had this whole, like, that. they had this, like, basically, it only had 11 days open, the poor little ride. I know. Like, and the animatronics are like, oh, we were so excited to open. And then all of a sudden it's like, bye. <laughs> It made me laugh. Okay, yeah, it really made me laugh. So yeah, and then Epcot has so much construction on at the minute that it's a very narrow park and it's mm. difficult it would be difficult to keep people safe kind of navigating it. So I think that's why they've done it. Now I don't know what they think they're gonna be able to accomplish in four days. Yeah, like in saying that as well. I like we're, we're really just talking about four days here. It's not like two weeks or anything. No. Although in fairness, Universal, as I said, started team member previews today we're running their like say a cast and then b cast we're being guests and then tomorrow they're running it with b cast and then a cast can be guests and then 
they're I think doing media previews and probably like vlogger previews for like Tim Drecker and the likes and then they open on Friday so they're only giving themselves four days to test out everything everything <laughs> they're like well, I mean Universal. they're pretty confident we'll just wing it like we do everything else <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be very intriguing so maybe we'll maybe we'll have a chat about that next week because I'm assuming that there won't be a vast amount of difference between their approach and Disney's approach there could be but I mean I think all all theme parks can kind of do in the minute is beg borrow and steal the best ideas from each other in hopes that it keeps everybody as safe as possible yeah that's pretty much it isn't it like you just gotta everyone just has to do everyone just has to figure out what the best approach is and just everyone just do it exactly don't be stupid wash your hands don't be a dick correct solid advice for life yep (laughs) regardless of situations exactly so have you anything else newsy wise no that's it that's all I have nothing else nada did I have something else no, that's it. <laughs> oh, so. no! I knew I had something, sorry. Um, I was watching a Michael Kay video and Disney are going to be putting up like relaxation stations almost and they're going to okay. be areas where you can sit and take off your mask. Oh, interesting. Because um, I don't know where he got it. areas, yeah? I guess so, yeah. Like I don't know where he got it from, but he doesn't he doesn't give out facts that haven't come directly from Disney. So he obviously mm. saw it somewhere. And because he was talking about how, because he wears an N95 mask when he goes to Disney Springs. So it's obviously much more difficult for him to breathe because N95 masks have a filter in them and he's a lot more warm. But they, he said that Disney are obviously understanding of the fact that they're in Florida and it will get very hot. And so they're going to have areas where you're allowed to take your mask off and basically, excuse the pun, have a breather from it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting that they're going to have areas where you can take off your mask. I assume either they're going to be really big or you can only have like four people in it at a time because you're going to want people to be yeah. able to socially distance, especially if they're not wearing a mask, if you know mm. what I mean. So yeah, sorry. That was the only other thing I want to say. Interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that will work. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see those uh, like in in action. I don't know if there's like a helicopter or just a really large drone outside. I think it's a helicopter. I'd hope it's a helicopter rather than a drone. It just it yeah. I don't know. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> totally, totally unnecessary <laughs> for the podcast. Normally it's a fox. fox. This time it's a helicopter <laughs> drone. The fox Anyways. is more exciting. I haven't seen her in a few days. It makes me sad. Oh, it's probably too warm. She's probably in a hole. Yeah. anyways so carrying on with our building our dream theme park series we posted on the instagram stories on monday and we had you guys pick what land we should do next whether it should be adventureland frontierland or tomorrowland and winning by i think just two votes adventureland is next on the list Honestly, I kind of struggled with because Adventureland is significantly smaller than Fantasyland. Fantasyland in general is very ride heavy. Yeah, when I looked at Adventureland, I obviously, I didn't feel the like gung-ho that I felt when I was looking at Fantasyland. Like I've not even got a map this week. Like I don't even have sectioned areas, 
they're yeah. just I've picked rides. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't feel as passionate about Adventureland as I do Fantasyland because yeah, I feel you. Realistically, there's only two rides that I ever associate with Adventureland, and one of which I can't even get in DLP. So it's kind of just like I'm not a six-year-old boy that will run around all day. So Adventureland isn't really my main cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And what I will say is we've had to. So for the most part, most parks have an Adventureland. However, we've had to kind of tweak things a little bit. So Disneyland Resort actually has nine lands rather than the traditional four. And as I was looking at it, we probably should have included Toontown in with Fantasyland. Oh, However, yeah. alas, we haven't done that. So maybe we'll chuck it in with Tomorrowland because that's the only other one that we can't add anything to. So we'll, we'll figure that out. So... <laughs> For context, we've gone through Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Hong Kong, and they have their standard Adventurelands. When it comes to Disneyland Resort, we've taken their Adventureland, but we've also added in New Orleans Square because a staple in all of the other Adventurelands is Pirates of the Caribbean. So it kind of made sense to keep mm-hmm. pirates with the rest of the pirates. Yeah. And then for Shanghai, they have Adventure Isle instead of Adventureland. And again, to incorporate parts of the Caribbean, they have Treasure Cove. So we've had to slightly tweak it. But you know what? It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Really, what we're looking for here is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think I think the main staples seem to be, anyways, some form of a tiki room type ride. Yeah. Some form of an Indiana Jones type ride yeah a pirate it's a jungle cruise mm-hmm. a tree house of some description yeah and then whatever else you wanted to add in yeah pretty much yeah it's basically <laughs> what my take on it has been <laughs> yeah except for when you go to dlp because dlp only has two two rides yeah and for a pretty, pretty hefty bit of land like yeah it does have a lot of walk around space though i'll give it that three if you include which sorry Three if you include the treehouse. Oh, which never I never in my life have I done that. So. <laughs> yeah. She's very old and decrepit. It's not very nice. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like it's only right that we start off with pirates because pirates is, I suppose, kind of the, the quintessential part of Adventureland. Mm-hmm. So what parts of the Caribbean have you picked? Um, part of me just wants to say Disneyland Paris because very good pirates yeah i know it's a good pirates and when we did that researched episode on pirates i was pretty happy with the dlp one i like the dlp one it it, what it runs smoothly it packs Mm -hmm. a lot of people in i know how it works so i'm gonna go with dlp (laughs) entirely fair yeah the dlp one for me anyways the dlp one is a solid it's not quite second place, but it's not quite first place. It's like 1.5 for me. Like I have such a soft spot for the DLP one. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy. However, I have gone for the Disneyland one because Fair. I've been to Disneyland once and I've been to Disneyland for one day and I must have went on Pirates of the Caribbean about eight times. Right. Okay. Like I just looped it because it was just, it's just so good. It's in New Orleans Square in Disneyland. It's the original one it has all the history behind it and i just i love it i think it's great i love the kind of like theory that there is a real skull in the headboard of the ride when you kind of go through it 
Um, I think their Blue Bayou is much nicer than Captain Jack's. Just oh, menus. Fair, yeah. So I'm going to factor that into it as well. Um, and it also it has two drops like DLP as well. But DLP is a top-notch part of the Caribbean. Fair. The yeah. one in Magic Kingdom is crap. Yeah, obviously, I've never been on it, but I'll take your word for it. Not good. You know how much I love pirates. It's not good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, don't get me wrong. There are many, many things that Disney World do significantly better than Disneyland Paris. But there are three particular rides that they do not do better than Disneyland Paris. And we'll get to the other ones in different lands as well. Yeah, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Then I suppose the next one after Pirates of the Caribbean, I guess, like, I kind of want to go for Jungle Cruise. I'm stunned. Yeah. Because <laughs> even though it's a ride that I have never been on, it's one of my faves. <laughs> I know. And I, I'm not shocked at all. I, like, I don't think anyone ever realises, like, I'm so salty that there's no Jungle Cruise in DLP because it's me in a attraction form. Like, it's just ridiculous, cheesy puns for 10 minutes on a boat. Like, it's just Brilliant. fantastic. Um, yeah, I've picked the Disneyland Resort Jungle Cruise purely because okay. it was the OG. And when you watch the Imagineery story, you learn all about the original Jungle Cruise and stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? This is where cheesy puns began. And it's where it became what it was because it started yeah. out as something different and they're like this is boring no one's gonna want to be to this and yeah. yeah so that's that's my jungle cruise <laughs> i actually went for the walt disney world one now i shamefully have never actually gone on jungle cruise i didn't go on it when i was in florida and kate is giving me such a stink eye because i can't of it. believe you've had a chance to do it i honestly i fully it. maintain i couldn't find it like, I genuinely think I just couldn't find it because I feel like I spent a lot of time in Adventureland in, in Disney World and I feel like I just never saw it because I would have went on it if I'd seen it. Yeah. Fair, fair. I, feel like it, I feel like the one in Disney World has a bigger deal made out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like it's always like a focal point in vlogs and stuff, whereas I feel like I never really hear people in Disneyland talk about the Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. So purely for that reason alone i've gone with the disney world one for no other reason other than that that's fair like i mean to be honest jungle cruise is jungle cruise like it's kind of yeah a lot of, a lot of these rides are very samey samey just in different parks yeah. so a lot of these rides haven't really been adapted a lot when they've Agreed. moved parks yeah. so i guess we're just we're just picking from whatever to be honest when it comes exactly. to these ones exactly do you want to pick a third um should we go with Indiana Jones rides? Yes. Let's. I've shamefully picked both. <laughs> you know what? I was also kind of thinking about that purely for the fact Beautiful. that you could have an Indiana Jones section. Yeah, <laughs> and they're very different attractions. So yeah, I think that's the Disneyland why they work well. one. The Disneyland one is what a lot of locals will say is arguably their favorite ride in the whole park, and it looks amazing, and it's so like technologically amazing that I just really want to experience it and it's a dark ride whereas the one in Disneyland Paris is a bloody ridiculous roller coaster with a loop that's very compact so they're very different are you allowed steal the stunt show from Hollywood Studios and put that here as well I mean if we want to create a whole Indiana Jones area then yeah sure we can include I mean? that when we get to like shows and stuff yeah I feel like I know it's in a different park completely but yeah. 
I do enjoy the having everything in one place. Yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, no, I feel just you, I breaking feel all you. the rules. <laughs> okay, we're making our own parks. We can do what we want. It's fine. It's grand. Come on, tomorrow. Get with it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I so we're just, we're taking so all bad. Indiana Jones attractions and we're creating a land. Yeah. Do you know what? Because I think of all the things that Disney own, Indiana Jones is the epitome of adventure. Like, if you think of an IP that is like adventure now, yes. Like, it's Indiana Jones. And you've, so we've got um, like a, a fun, like, sit down ride. Then we've got a yep. roller coaster and a stunt show. And like, all of those yeah. things fully, like, instill adventure, to be honest. Like, the drive through ride is good. I haven't been on that one, but I've been on the somewhat equivalent of it that's in Tokyo Disney Sea. Then yes. I've obviously been on the roller coaster and I've watched the stunt show on YouTube. And it's just like, if you were having like one of those, like I feel like they really make you feel like you're in adventure land, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Fab. I'm glad we figured that out. Also, I'd like the I'd like Indiana Jones Temple of Peril, the roller coaster, to go back to, to go when backwards. I went backwards. Yeah. yeah. I think I that's... don't know if I agree because I I now in fairness, I haven't been on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril since I stopped being so much of a wuss. So like the the one and only time I have ever been on it was when I was still an absolute wuss when it came to Disney coasters. And my heart rate was at like 125, and then the cast member decided to pause the rise and sing "Happy Birthday" to me. So I was I was all over the place. So I feel like I need to experience it with fresh eyes. That was truly my favorite time. Slower heart rate, and then maybe I'd be down for having it go backwards as well. Or it could be like randomization, so you didn't know if you were going oh, backwards Jesus or not case. before you went on the ride. There we go. That's what I, I want. Imagine. Oh, that would be great it's like is it gonna go backwards is it not ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that would be truly terrifying so yeah i think that's it for indiana jones temple of peril and you know what wouldn't be um opposed to the fact of having an indiana jones meet and greet in that area yeah. as well oh yeah because indiana jones isn't really someone you can meet but you know like getting harrison ford lookalikes surely isn't that difficult so yeah, and I mean, getting to meet somebody that vaguely looks like Harrison Ford, I would not say no. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Unless it's the same issue that they have with your one from Enchanted, in that you have to pay for their likeness. Do you think that might yeah, be Yeah, I don't know. Although, they have an Indiana Jones in the stunt show. Yeah, that was my... Yeah, do you know what? And do you know what, Sinead? This is a fictional park that we've made up ourselves. We don't have legal fees here. There are no rules. We're going to have a meet and greet with Indiana rules, Jones. There's not many rules. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's it. Okay, I'm happy. Uh, okay, you uh, did you pick Indiana Jones? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. And I've chosen the Disneyland Resort one purely again because I think it's one of the ones that, like, it was such a feat when it was made and it yeah. has such a big story behind it because I think with a lot of the Adventureland ones because they're so samey samey I feel like it's okay to go back to the ones that are like historical and have yeah, meaning behind them it's not so much a fantasy land where we were like everything has to be from 
Disneyland because that's where everything was made. Because yeah. <laughs> some because some versions are better than the ones in Disneyland. But yeah. yeah, I think the whole just thing behind the tiki room and how it started off with we want live birds. <laughs> oh God, madness! <laughs> they were like they'll poop on your head. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, so, I unsurprisingly have also gone for the Disneyland one purely because from watching kind of vlogs and stuff like that I feel like the one in the Disneyland Resort is more well respected than the one in Disney World the one in Disney World people use as a place to have a nap and don't get me wrong I get that it's very warm and I get that the Tiki Room is not for everybody I get it however it is a quintessential Disney original ride ride is the wrong term attraction there mm-hmm. we go. We'll, we'll yeah. use attraction instead. So I feel like picking the the OG Disneyland one is probably the probably the place bet. Although I will say I'm very intrigued about the fact that Tokyo Disneyland have a Stitch one. Yeah, sti- and like Luau one. It's very difficult to find clips of it as well because you're really discouraged from recording it. But yeah, yeah. it is kind of a thing with Tokyo Disneyland though as to when they were opening it they were just looking for IPs that would get like residents of Tokyo and Japan in. So you couldn't just have your classic Tiki yeah. room because that's just animatronic birds in a part of the world where technology is soaring. So you can't just have mm-hmm. a thing with technology that like an animatronic birds, like you need to bring in an IP to draw people in. And I suppose that's where Stitch came from because they were like, yeah. what's the closest thing we got at Tiki? Oh, Stitch lives in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. But um, yeah, I have seen minor clips of it and it looks like a wild time, but I do think we have to go with the, um, with go the OG. <laughs> <laughs> so have you picked a tree house yeah just a classic swiss family tree house from walt disney world okay fair because I, I don't picked... really care for it either way yeah <laughs> i picked the tarzan one from hong kong for the same reason that i picked the teacups from hong kong because i hadn't picked anything from hong kong so i was like ah sure grant why not tree house. oh good Lovely. good fair fair i just have nothing from hong kong in mind yeah, I feel okay. really bad for Hong Kong because they're basically just a carbon copy of, of... the not great bits of a lot of other yeah. parts. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And I feel kind of Sad. bad for them. But then, you know, it also kind of makes sense why they're not doing very well financially, COVID aside. So like, <laughs> you know what? Comes back to bite you bitches. Just put your money into yeah. your properties. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So what other attractions have you picked? So... Now that they're like the main ones, I think we can both agree that we don't want an Aladdin walkthrough attraction in our Adventureland. No, but I wouldn't necessarily say no to having an Aladdin meet and greet area and maybe the magic carpets. I'm not opposed to it. Do you think that actually, area in Disney World kind of works? Yeah, fair. And actually, when I think about it, I'd prefer to have the magic carpets in Adventureland rather than in the second part. Walt Disney Studios that's yeah. in DLP because it makes more sense I know that they were like oh the genie's an actor the, the genie's a director and that's yeah, why it's no. in here like no Stop. guys you're just stretching your spinny wordy ride but yeah. yeah no yeah I agree that's nice because the- I actually I, I quite like that whole area in Disney World because you can go and you can meet Aladdin and Jasmine or I actually don't think you can meet the genie in disney world but please correct me if i'm wrong but they also have that like big gold camel that spits at people so it's a nice little kind of like splash pad area for kids they can kind of cool down so i'm not i'm 
And I feel like, again, it kind of fits in that Adventureland area. I like the music of the Aladdin part of Adventureland and DLP. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to having a, an Aladdin area. Yeah, and I do have to say the like bizarre bit of Adventureland where it's all Aladdin aesthetically works well for Adventureland. What? What are you laughing at? Sorry, I think it's bazaar rather than bizarre because initially when you said bizarre, I was like, like weird. Oh, I think I I knew I know the words bizarre, but I think I'm just. Do you know what I mean? I don't no, think I know I can... what you mean. It just I was like, what weird bit. <laughs> Oh, it's been a long day, lads. <laughs> that um, that Aladdin bit, uh, taken away the walkthrough because I don't particularly care for it. It does fit in well with the whole Adventureland aesthetic, and I do think that even in with like I've never been to the Walt Disney World bit, but even the meet and greet area for Aladdin, Jasmine, or Genie in Disneyland Paris that works quite well there as well. I think because yeah. you've got the lamp it's and it's all like adventure and if you don't know it's if you're not looking for it it's very easy to stumble upon and be like oh my god this is a genie kind of and thing. also if you happen to, if you happen upon it even when there's no characters there if it's like after the characters being there there's still the lamp so it's still a cute photo op if you just want to get photos of like your friends and stuff precisely yeah so yeah actually so. yeah you've turned me on that one there well done thanks <laughs> thanks is there and any then, other random ones that you've chosen? I picked the two kind of more unique rides from Shanghai Disneyland. So there's Roaring Rapids, which kind of sounds a little bit like Cali River Rapids in Animal Kingdom, um, which sounds a bit gas. Love a water ride, so why the hell not? And they also have <laughs> Soaring Over the Horizon, but I don't know if I fancy that one. I think I'd rather Soaring Over California, so I might hold off on that and keep that for my second gate. Yeah, I can't think of if I prefer Soren in an Adventureland or in a Second Gate. I kind of understand why you'd have Soren in like an Adventureland type thing, because yeah. you know it is one big adventure. But also, oh, yeah. I feel like the rest of the attractions give off a different vibe. Like mm. none of those other attractions, you walk in, sit down, and are in front of a massive screen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think like the addition, it sounds stupid, but I think the addition of like a TV screen kind of takes away from what all the other attractions give you, which the other attractions are, aside from Indiana Jones Adventure, which you go on a moving vehicle, the rest Mm -hmm. of them are pretty much like, I'm on a boat with animatronics. I'm in a room with animatronics. I'm in a tree house. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I feel like it kind of takes the vibe away from what everything else is in Adventureland. So yeah, I think I also might keep it for my second gate. I don't think we need it here. Okay, fair. I have, I have one more thing on mine Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have to preface this. Um, So as I said, we've picked New Orleans Square from Disneyland and the only other ride that's in New Orleans Square in Disneyland is the Haunted Mansion. You can't have the Haunted Mansion twice, so pick wisely. Well, all I was going to say is I feel like Frontierland is a clear, not Frontierland, Phantom Manor is a Frontierland ride and fits into a Frontierland theme. Yeah. So if I can have Haunted Mansion and Phantom Manor, you can have Guardians of the Galaxy and Terror of Terror. I just, Sinead, I really think you're twisted. All I'm saying is you can have both (laughs) versions of the drop ride if I can have both versions of the spooky ride. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think... When it comes to this kind of thing, I think it's fair because Haunted Mansion definitely gives off a different vibe to Phantom Manor. 
like oh, haunted mansion is a grand house that's beautifully painted and well looked after and phantom manor is this decrepit literally haunted house that no one's lived yeah. in for how many years yeah and so totally different stories yeah phantom manor is completely embedded into frontierland so yeah yeah fine i'll allow it Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I'm taking the Haunted Mansion from Disneyland because it's it's the OG. It's beautiful. It gets the nightmare for Christmas overlay. Beautiful. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I'll allow it. Thanks. It has to be in its own little section though, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Oh no, that's fine. I like I would take the facade of the part like I would take just that as New Orleans Square and have that kind yeah, of themed the same and then that could down. flow into Adventureland. I have I have planned out okay, it's fine. Okay, that's fine. So, I think definitely when it comes to Frontierland, like, I think we both know what we're going to choose there. So, like, yeah, okay, fine, oh, yeah. fine, fine, fine. <laughs> She's happy now because she knows she can have both drop rides as well if you want to. Now I have to figure out how to put both drop rides into a second gate. It's okay, I'll figure it out. Actually, oh, you'll I think absolutely already, figure it out. I think I've already figured it out. Don't worry, exactly. continue. It's grand. <laughs> now, character meet and greets. So we've already mentioned that we would like to be able to meet Indiana Jones. Yeah, and we would also like a meet and greet area for Aladdin and the gang. Mm-hmm. Have you any others in mind? I would really like. I know these guys. I think they're in Animal Kingdom. Actually, I know they're in Animal Kingdom, but I'd like to move them here instead. And that's uh, the guys from Up. Oh I would yes, Russell like and Carol. To move them to, yes, I'd like to move them to Adventureland. Because I think the term and phrase adventure is out there belongs in Adventureland oh, yeah, and not Animal Kingdom. Like, I know why they're in Animal Kingdom because they have that bird show, and Kevin, I guess, kind of makes more sense in Animal Kingdom. But I also think their vibe fits perfectly in Adventureland as well because it's dusty and dirty and rocky yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, I agree. So I'd like to move them, please. Um, I would like to have like a princessy meet and greet area where sometimes it could be Pocahontas, sometimes it could mm-hmm. be Moana, mm-hmm. and it kind of depends on the time of day that you're there, maybe, or it depends on the day that you're there. I don't know, yeah, but I like gonna... the idea of having them in that area. Yeah, if you're going to just pick up New Orleans Square and put it into your adventure land, yeah. you could have your meet and greet there and you could get Tiana there as well. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I do think like the Moanas, the Pocahontases and Tiana yeah. fits in they all fit in really well. Yeah, I agree. I also like the idea of so in DLP you can meet Rafiki, you can meet King Louie, you can meet Baloo, like a lot of just the kind of general animals. You know what? We Disney. can put the jungle book characters next to Jungle Cruise. <laughs> now we're laughing. And then if you've picked the Tarzan treehouse, we might as well have a meet and greet with Tarzan and Jane. Oh yeah, he can be very naked. And the monkey, I can't remember the name of. Turk. Yeah, I don't know if you can meet Turk, but you know, in our park you can. I think I think Turk's definitely been available at like the different parties and stuff. I definitely saw Turk at like fan days or something like that. Grant, well, that's that Turk, one story. Turk so. can be a more regular appearance. That's mm-hmm. fine. Cool. That's grand. I think that's loads um, for Adventureland. Yeah, I wouldn't more. mind. So I know, particularly in Disneyland, more so than any of the other parks, Red is a wandering character. She's not. She doesn't have a, a specific meet and greet area, which she mm-hmm. just wanders around outside parts of the Caribbean. Love that. Kind of the way Jack does at DLP. Love that. Yeah, very fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that too. 
I like the idea of roaming I, characters. I like the idea of just full stop of roaming pirates. I think of roaming oh, yes. pirates fits in quite well. If you're mm. going to have Adventureland look kind of like DLP's Adventureland and have Skull Rock and the Jolly Roger, which you can see from pretty much any part of Adventureland apart from all yeah. the way up by Indiana Jones, uh, then I think the <laughs> I think the idea of roaming pirates just fits yeah. well within the whole land. It just Agreed. works. Agreed. Yeah. I'd like to add that in. Thank you. Cool. So that's meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Shows? Do we want any more shows than the Indiana Jones? Show? No, I don't think so. Like the Tiki Room is kind of like a show. Yeah. Like you're just kind of just sitting and watching. Mm-hmm. So I think that's okay. And I don't I think there's any show I'd like to take like makeup. If you know what I mean. I ha- I wouldn't mind stealing Festival of the Lion King from Animal Kingdom. Oh yeah, that would that would fit quite well. That's that's lovely. Or that show that they do in DLP Rhythm of the Pride Lands. Pride Lands, I think. Something that, something, like, something like, along those lines. It's very, very close to Adventureland and it's only in Frontierland because it's in the Frontierland Theatre. So yeah. if you wanted to take that either. Because I do mm. also think that that Lion King show fits very well in Animal Kingdom. And yeah. I see nothing wrong with having two Lion King shows that are different. Oh, yeah. But that's up to you, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Food. What are we thinking? I'm assuming you want to skip our canteen. Yes. I was just, I was like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely a Skipper Canteen. And I definitely think in your New Orleans Square, we're definitely going to need like a Tiana's oh, place. Keeping the Blue Bayou. Yeah, well, yeah. Keeping fair. the Blue Bayou. Keeping the, oh, for the light. I think it's New Orleans Cafe outside, which is where you get the mint juleps and the beignets. And you used to be able to get these like bread bowls with like gumbo in them. I distinctly remember getting a vegetarian stew gumbo. It wasn't quite gumbo because it was vegetarian and gumbo has like fish and shit in it. But it was like a vegetarian stew thing in a bread bowl just outside Pirates and it was the most glorious thing. So I definitely want all of those things. I assume we want a Dole Whip stand? Yes. And whatever that restaurant is in Pirates of the Caribbean, that's the good one and not the crap one. Blue Bayou? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Sorry. And I just had something in mind. Oh, do you know what I wouldn't mind? It would take a lot of effort, but I'd be quite inclined oh, to have. Do you know? Do you know in Aladdin, in the first few scenes where they're walking through the market? Yeah. I wouldn't mind having something to that esque, but with just food. Oh yeah, where you could get like fresh fruit, veggies. Yeah, do you shit. know what I mean? Yeah, but like in. Disney, in Walt Disney World style, I guess, or Disney style, yeah. where like everything's coupled together, but you could have like a couple of fruit stands or a couple of oh, yeah, vegetable like stands or like, do you know what I mean? Or like that, maybe like a smoothie like stand idea. or something like that. Like the the idea of the Aladdin marketplace, but obviously you don't have to sell like marketplace stuff, just have it in that setup. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I quite like that. As mm. like a grab and go situation. And that would fit in well into the little carpets and meet and greet area. Yeah. I like the idea of ca- kind of having like a, almost kind of like, what's that really fancy restaurant in Animal Kingdom Lodge? Is it called Sanaa? That like yeah. really pretty, like kind of like African inspired food place mm-hmm. that the food always looks absolutely bomb. 
I wouldn't mind it. something like that, like a real like bougie, like table service restaurant, just like tucked away somewhere in a corner. Yeah, I think it would something definitely like have like a. It would definitely have like a space to itself. Hmm. Something, something along those lines. Yeah, I like that idea too. I like that on the rides we're very split, but everything else we're like, mm, yes, yeah. I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because we both get the vibe <laughs> of Adventureland, and yeah, once one of us says something, we're like, mm, yeah, that fits the vibe. That's mm. that that passes mm. the vibe check on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's pretty much everything, unless you have anything else. I can't. I honestly, I can't think of anything else. We have you rides, we have shows, we have characters, we have food. I think we've really turned Adventureland around from where it was at the beginning of this episode. Agreed. I mean, we did the same thing about Fantasyland. <laughs> we started to Fantasyland being like, "Oh, this is going to be so quick." But no, I think I think it sounds amazing. It certainly sounds better than the Adventureland that's in DLP. Not that I think that would be massively yeah, hard. I do think we are. I do love Adventureland. We're pretty close to Disneyland Resorts Adventureland, apart yeah. from adding in a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. So I guess they had it right the first time around. But <laughs> like, don't fix yeah. what's not broken, guys. But yeah, yeah I do absolutely. think we very successfully made like the ultimate Adventureland from things that already exist or very close to things that already exist. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, int- I'm intrigued to see what we end up doing next week. Frontierland or Tomorrowland? Yeah, I feel like I quite like to do Frontierland next because it at least sort of leads into Adventureland and then we've done Agreed. the full circle. But you know, Agreed. we'll let the guys pick. <laughs> yeah. Our fate is in your hands. <laughs> P.S. Would do what I want Frontierland next night, boy. <laughs> although I'm intrigued about Frontierland because obviously, again, although in fairness, I said that about this. There's only so many rides that are in Frontierland. But think but... about all the things we could add. Yeah, I think that's the big oh. thing with Frontierland is all of the theming, all the thematics there are available to us. Yeah, agreed. I think with Frontierland, with regards to some of the other parks, so there's also Liberty Square in Disney World that kind of leads on Frontierland kind of leads into Liberty Square so we'll probably chuck mm-hmm. that in with that and there's Critter Country in Disneyland that I feel like kind of makes sense to fit in there as well so mm-hmm. we'll get we'll, it it'll we'll be piece fine them together yeah don't worry I about like it, that I'm just we like deciding this. that we're doing Frontierland <sighs> and everyone's gonna be like fuck you guys you're doing Tomorrowland <laughs> Tomorrowland <laughs> oh well if that's the case, then that's the case. It's fine. Yeah, do you know what's fine? Whatever. What's fine? Whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, well, what's a week? What you want. I don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's everything for this week, Kate. Yeah, so do I. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I'm really excited. Do you know what? I'd love someone to draw our, our land, our park oh, when it's done. Yeah. That'd be fun. Make like also a park expensive. map. Yeah. Oh no! Stop the possibilities. Yeah. Maybe thanks so much for listening, guys. Maybe you do that like via Photoshop. Maybe that wouldn't be that too. I'll talk about. Uh, oh, you do that. So, <laughs> thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, you can always hop over onto our Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod. We're going to be doing another one of those quizzes in about a week and a half on what yep. should we say the 12th of june mm-hmm. so if you want to join that quiz just give us a dm we've no problem giving you the zoom details who knows what the quiz, quiz is going to be i'm starting to go a bit lula with them <laughs> yeah maybe we'll rob that mickey mouse round yeah just the, the entire round. yeah yes. and 
everyone else will also not know the answers <laughs> exactly so yeah we've got instagram and then what else is there we've also got a twitter at mickey waffle pod and we also have a facebook page both are linked in the show notes as well and as we always like to tell you guys we're now part of the after Dark podcast network so please feel free to click the link in the description and go check out all of the other lovely podcasts that are on the network there are millions and, absolutely millions um, on alice's magical podcast it was alice's birthday last week and she turned seven so i mean if you want to go and tell her belated birthday i'm sure she'd love that too Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks very much for listening guys and feel free to share podcast or the instagram or whatever else with any of your friends that are also disney nuts it really helps us with the show yep i think that's, that's pretty much it stay safe wash hands thanks don't go listening. licking yourself and putting on someone else's face don't go look at your face right and on that note goodbye folks <laughs> bye bye this podcast is part of the after dark podcast network <laughs>